0: If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
1: All right, this is episode number 60 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast, and we are your co-hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Yeah,
0: each week we're bringing you inspiration and, of course, a challenge that will help you bring more intimacy and connection in your marriage. Oh, yeah. And we have a whole lot of fun and laughter along the way.
1: Hey, it's January. Yep. Yep. In this whole month, we are focused on bringing health to our families. And
0: today we're talking to Stephen Dahl, men's nutrition and fitness blogger, about...
1: Using infidelity as a catalyst to communicate better.
0: Man, that was a rough time. He shares about that. And how feeling trapped in his marriage put him in the best health possible.
1: And transforming your life with strength, endurance, mind, and skill.
0: You know what? In the show, he talks about um, his morning routine. I'm just wondering if you had a chunk of uninterrupted, that's the key, time in the morning to do anything you wanted, what would you do?
1: Well, first I want to say um, (laughs) uninterrupted time. Any time. Ridiculous. <laughs> and secondly... Just w- play along. Secondly, I'll come along and say, and yet, it is as I choose it to be. That's right. Because I could get up at 4 o'clock in the morning in order to get five minutes of uninterrupted time. Steven
0: does talk about how he does get up at some... Ooh,
1: I, no, I'm not doing early. that. So if I had that time in the morning, what I should say when I have that time, when I create that time, yeah, I have a morning kind of a strategy session that's a spiritual meditative prayer exercise, kind of a whole thing that I do.
0: You kind of mix it all into one, don't you? Yes. That's interesting because that's what Steven talks about too, is he incorporates the spiritual mm-hmm. and the physical and it's all a... Yeah. I love it. Um. So if I were to wake up uninterrupted and have a little bit of time to myself, I'm just, I feel like I would just read a book, or, you know, read the Bible, something, I would just be, I would listen to some music. And I, I honestly don't even know what that would feel like. So I've got a story. All right. That kind of goes along with uh, something Steven shares today about how your mind gets even clearer when you work out yeah. or when you eat healthy. So, I have this friend, and she and I went on this um, cleanse and workout kind of regime for like 30 days. Yeah. And we used to joke that it was like tiger blood. You know how they say, like
1: the Charlie Sheen thing.
0: Yeah, it's like it gives you like this super clear mind and focus and energy. I remember that
1: season. I remember when when I had Tiger Blood, you were like, uh, just it was amazing. What happened?
0: I don't know. I I stopped. (laughs) I stopped working out and eating healthy. I don't know. Yeah. But um, have you ever had a season like that where you're like Tiger Blood? Yeah. What happened to you? Bite me. Okay, so today on the show, we have Stephen Dahl, Navy veteran, blogger, and creator of the 360 Man Project. His mission is to help dads and husbands become the men they were made to be.
1: Stephen encourages men to focus on fitness, faith, strength, skill, endurance, and mindset. It's an honor to have Stephen on the show. So, man, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for, for coming and doing this.
2: I appreciate you asking me. I, I feel honored. Now, I've listened to a couple of your guys' podcasts, and I love it. I love the, the banter and uh, the, the humor. So this is good. It's good for couples.
1: Thanks. So Stephen is an engineer by trade. I am. And a fitness <laughs> and kind of life blogger by passion, right?
2: Absolutely. Actually, they kind of coupled together. So um, the engineer in me is a tinkerer, a creative, and I was working second, second shift on a, at an engineering job. And that's actually when the blogging started. Uh, website is the360manproject.com. Talk about faith, finance, fitness, um, everything related to things that impact men and women.
1: Fantastic. And so I want to just kind of check in on your story a little bit. How did you, how did you get to this place? Like, I know you served in the Navy.
2: I was uh, joined the Navy when I was 18. Uh, Spent most of my time in Southeast Asia, China, Japan, uh, Singapore. I actually was uh, not a not the same guy that I am now put it that way I was pretty rambunctious I was a loose cannon and <laughs> you know God God got a hold of my heart yeah when I, when I was in the Navy and it brought me to a place that where I needed him and that's kind of where it began and I was 20 I was 22 years old I was a lot I was a lost lost guy yeah and I I from the navy after that after that happened i spent a couple more years there i uh, learned how to play the bass guitar um, did a lot of did a lot of creative stuff with like microsoft powerpoint when it was first coming out and I got pretty good at making graphics which i still use now sure. and i moved moved to ohio in 2005 and that's when i met my my wife didn't really know what i wanted to do and we sat down together actually as a couple and figured out okay what are what are some of these strengths what are some of these weaknesses what are my passions what are and we figured it out and we actually made the move to go to Toledo and I spent four years in engineering school and no, my wife actually worked her butt off to help me get through college so that was a pretty big part of my life
1: yeah so you you really entered into the whole thing as a team
2: yeah it was I mean we when we first when we first got, in, actually, we had we had our, a really bad a really bad part of our marriage. The first year it was really difficult for us. Mm. Um, we had some issues where, uh, my, we weren't really faithful to each other, mm. and we spent a lot of time doing other things. And it kind of, we came to a point where it just we both had to forgive each other and start from square one and say, okay, we, are we in this or are we not? Yeah. And, and that was within the first year of marriage. That was when we, when I started going, okay, well, what are we going to do to make this work? Yeah. That, that was a
1: huge part of that. Just that first year was so difficult. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. It seems like every couple I talk to, Hit some crisis, betrayal, disappointment, some kind of a death that in the relationship or in life that puts them at that place where they have to make a defiant decision, like are we in this or are we not
2: it's it's a for for us, it was a fidelity issue, but yeah, and it was just you know at that point, you can make a decision, you can run from that and you you can get out or you can remember the commitment that you made. And go, you know, is this worth it? Is this really worth a marriage? I mean, this is the person that I married that I committed my life to. Do I want to do I want to make it work? Yeah, is it? Yeah. You know, it's as bad as it is, it can be fixed. It, yeah. it can. And even even if it's just a, a year or if it's you've been married for 10 years, it can be fixed. It it, it takes it takes that point. I agree, you gotta get to that point.
1: Yeah. It can always be done and it is so worth it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's not the first time. I mean, that's it it happens. But that that is definitely one of the hardest times in our marriage,
1: for sure. sure. And so now you have been married for what about t- 12 years, you said? Twelve, 12 years. Twelve years. Sorry. Two littles.
2: Two littles, two, uh, I got, we got a mini, mini mom and a mini dad, but well, they're, they're both girls, but they look, one of them looks like me and one of them looks like my wife. (laughs) That's what I meant. But yeah, no, they're great. They're great little girls. They're six and four.
1: Yeah. Ours are, uh, three and a half and six. Yes. Okay. So So around the same age. I remember connecting about that. Even, (laughs) even back when we first met, it's, uh, being, being girl dads is, uh, it's a whole different kind of thing, isn't it?
2: I like to say, uh, you know, a lot of guys think they're tough, and they think <laughs> that they got. You don't know what it is until you got girls. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's loud. a different time of person.
1: It is loud in my house all the time. Yes. Five forty-five in the morning till eight o'clock at night, there is always noise.
2: It's it's a communication. I, I think that guys with daughters are better communicators. It's just, you gotta be, even yeah, if you don't you say be. much, you
1: listen a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it is, it is nonstop, I agree.
1: Oh my gosh, it's it just, if it's not words, it's noises. And yes. it's just, last night we were doing a, we were doing a little video on Facebook and um, Daniel says, why do you go to the bathroom? We were asking each other anything. Why do you go to the bathroom for so long? Like, what are you doing in there? I said, I'm enjoying quiet. Yeah, I'm hiding. That's my time that I get. She's like, Don't your legs get tired sitting there? I'm like, I'm not sitting there, I'm standing, I'm doing yoga, I'm getting a little, little, some squats, some workout, whatever. I'm just enjoying the quiet. And the little the little fingers come under the door.
2: You ever (laughs) see that? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my gosh,
1: awesome. Never alone, man. Never alone. So, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the Navy taught you some, some things about fitness, but when did it really become a passion for you?
2: When, uh, the Navy, you can't, I mean, it's unavoidable, right? You just sure. kind of, it hits you right in the face. You get off the, the bus and boot camp and you have that question where you're like, did I make a mistake? Am I in the right place? Cause I didn't sign up for this. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's. That's what went through my head. I was like, am I in the right place? Cause I, can can I get back on that bus and get out of here? I'm I'm serious. It was like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. It starts that at that moment, you're just, you get your haircut, you get in line, you strip down, you change. I mean, it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's like that for eight weeks and you're, you're back to back doing one thing after another.
1: And I'm sure the answer to can I get back on the bus and leave is a pretty solid. No.
2: Yeah. The door's shut. You're done. Yeah.
1: At that point, no, you're in, you're in for a penny and for a pound. You,
2: yeah. You, st- you stepped off. This is, you're in my world now. That's um,
1: <laughs> so
2: you just, you just get out you know you get in line and you learn what to do and yeah, um, you do endless pushups and sit-ups and that's just the way it is. And that's, that's your punishment if you do something wrong. So you, you inevitably Get into shape. I mean, it just happens.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but after boot camp, I didn't really, I didn't do much. You know, you're you're young. You get you get in shape, and you you tend to move around a lot on the ship. And but it it, it wasn't. It was a good time because it, it was structured and it got me. And that structure was really good. And it gets you to the point where you you can block your day out and go. Okay, I've got. At 4 o'clock, I get up in the morning, I work out, and then I get, march down to the, the drill hall, then I drill, then I go eat. And it's really structured, right?
1: And okay, you lost me at 4 o'clock getting up to work out. Sorry.
2: Anyway, <laughs> basically, all your thinking is done for you, in a way. Yeah. Okay, you're just, you just fall in line and you go and do what they tell you to do.
1: But you are one of those 4 o'clock, 4.30 guys, aren't you?
2: I, I am now. But I was, yeah. so this, this was a camp from eight, I was 18 to, you know, I was 18 years old. I spent eight weeks in boot camp, and I didn't work out until, I mean, I, I, maybe here and there sporadically until, oh man, I was maybe a junior in college. So I was 26. Yeah. And I just, I swam maybe once a week and I swam 200 meters, 300 meters. Uh, which was really good for me, and then I kind of stopped again, and I didn't really start again until I was thirty years old. Wow! So there was a lo- there was a long break, and I was not waking up at four o'clock during those years. Yeah, I can assure you of that. Yeah.
1: So I, I think that story feels familiar for me, and it probably feels familiar for most guys in a lot of ways. Like we we go in fits and starts, especially around this time of year, where. Sure. Let's make a resolution. Let's get after it, and then. Yeah, it's it,
2: it it's because life happens. Yeah, and yeah. A lot, you know you you have a lot of things going on. Your you people are there's all sorts of types of people, right? There's types of people starting businesses. There's there's men that work long hours. There's men that work odd hours. There's mm-hmm. men and women. Women, you know, they 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 have a habit of prioritizing everybody else over themselves. Yeah. Um, men feel like they have a, you know, or they need to provide for their family. And if they don't have time and they're not here to support their wives and their family, it, it's a drain. Yeah. So life gets in the way.
1: It's, it's interesting in the work with guys that I've done over the years. That is the number one thing. It's, it's, it's health and fitness is what we sacrifice, quote unquote, in service of our families, of our careers, of our kids, and so on. Absolutely, and it's, it's just, just not. It's not in service of it.
2: It's uh, it's hard to do because in your in our minds, I think we work out, you know, um, we work it into our minds that it, it's going to be a lot of effort and it's going to take a lot of time away from our families and a lot of time out of our day, and therefore it's it equates to it's too much time. Yeah. So. Yeah. At least that's how it works for me. That's how it was.
1: It's like the, like the rabbit, like the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. I'm late. I'm late. We're constantly running around trying to keep up with everything and misprioritizing it.
2: Yeah. And then you get a day off and you're like, I'm going to, I'm, I might go work out, you know?
1: Yeah. So, so you said it at about age 30, something clicked and you started connecting in with fitness again. Yeah. What was, what made the click for you? So
2: I was working second shift, and when I say second shift, that was about 2.30, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon to about, well, we were working sometimes 12 hours, so I was working until 3 in the morning. Ouch. And and I would get off at 3 in the morning. I would come back home. You know, your wife and your kids are in bed. I got two babies at home. I've got a two-year-old at this point and a, you know, a two-month-old. Yeah. And I'd been doing this for a, probably a little over a year and I had worked these hours before I just had been a while and I was drained. I mean, I was, I was done. I, I would wake up, you know, and your kids are rearing to go. They'd wake you up out of bed and I was getting a little sleep. I was lethargic. I was unmotivated. I had, I felt like I had no hope. I mean, that was really, for me, it was a really low point in my life. Yeah. Um, I I was struggling with a lot of things I, I I had I needed to get some things out and I, I couldn't
1: when you, so say I can't you out, when you say get some things out uh, say more about that for me it was I felt
2: trapped I really felt trapped and when I say trapped it was uh, you know you, you get you get married and then you start having kids and it is it's totally different and you don't really know what you're what you've got it's the same thing like when you get off the bus at boot camp and you go what happened (laughs) what and it catches up to you yeah and you're this is not a a bad thing or to take away from your marriage or your kids, but you, you, you wake up and you go, wait a second. This was not my plan. This was not what I intended or what am I doing? What have I been doing? And so you've been giving of yourself for a long time with these, with your kids, with your wife. And, 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 and you might lose your identity a little bit. And I think women and men do that. They lose their own identity because they are helping their families or their kids. And you reach that point where you're like, who am I? Yes. Who am I? And what, what am I doing? Because this is not working. Yeah. And, and that was where I was at. And my wife didn't really know that. Cause I wasn't telling her, but I think she felt the same way and she wasn't telling me, or we were telling each other, but it was mostly arguments. Sure. So I came home one night and I broke down in the den of my house in tears and I, I prayed and I just, that was the only thing I could do was pray. And I just, ask God to help me and, you know, help me to, to figure this out. Cause if whatever, what I was doing was not working. I was just exhausted. Yeah. I wanted to be the best dad that I could be. I wanted to be the best husband that I could be. I wanted to be the best father that I could be. I wanted to be the best worker that I could be the best boss manager. What you name it. I wanted to be that but I felt trapped and that I couldn't do it on my own. So I prayed and God led me to a verse. Um, I I unfortunately do not have it memorized. (laughs) It's actually a verse It's Ecclesiastes 11, one through six. And he's basically Solomon is talking about ship your grain across the seas, right? You could take it a bunch of different ways. You could take that monetarily or whatever. Basically I felt like what was being said to me was you need to try different things. Yeah. And for me it was Ooh. wait, those things that you that I should try are things that I kind of knew what I needed to do, but that was like a a slap or a, a kick in the rear for me.
1: Don't we always, though? Yeah, know. you know it. We know. You know, that you know,
2: sometimes you need you need a reminder, and sometimes that reminder can't come from anything but maybe something divine. Yeah, and it just it it has to be from a force bigger than yourself. Yeah, because we all reach these points. That's not that's the by the second lowest point. In my life, actually, I should say the third. Mm. But each time it's taken God to interfere into my life. Yeah. I shouldn't say interfere. It's that I let him actually listen.
1: So. I was, uh, my moment like that for health and fitness was October, 2013. I was up in Colorado for a retreat and as silly as it sounds, part of what I did wasn't necessarily part of the curriculum for the retreat. Part of what I did was I took this big piece of brown paper and I drew uh, an island, basically. It's this idea of the, the landscape of your soul, right? So I drew this island and kind of mapped out where, where some of my values live and you know, it had this whole story about it. And there was this little spot off to the side, a little island just off the island, Okay. and it was on fire there was a forest fire and you know when you're when you're doing something like that artistically you're just kind of just kind of drawing it out yeah, like, whatever sure. like oh that's interesting and then it was with my coach like okay well what's what's up with that and it was one of those those moments where like i knew what it was but i didn't really know what it was yep. and it was one of those just moments where where you know call it a, a divine two by four to the forehead Yeah. exactly right He's like, that's my health and fitness. Yeah. I've been talking about all these things that I wanted in my life, the different areas of my life and everything. And he was like, w- w- what's this island that's on fire? Yeah. I'm like, oh
2: the one that's on fire, like that one. Well, one yeah. you can see. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. The the one that's the, you know, fire, yeah. and it was disconnected from the rest. And uh it was just this whole, it was this great coaching moment around um oh that's the linchpin in my life yeah. and at the time i was about 50 pounds overweight i was i mean I, I, it was not good wow. it was not good i was depressed i was overweight i was burnt out yeah. and in the middle of launching a new business and everything yeah. that's exactly <laughs> so, where i was at so when you go well pour time and energy into working out into into your health and fitness You're like, what? No, I've got, like, if I don't get work done, they're going to turn off the lights. Like the electricity is going to turn off. And so it feels so counter to the, that, that, well, honestly, the sin of Adam, right? The, the, you're going to look for your identity and your work, the fruit of your hand. And so we get into that. I was in that groove and it took that moment and it just knocked me out of it. Like, Oh, and it began, it began my fitness journey. So I, I like, I I totally get that.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's basically where I was at. Same place you were. It was, yeah. it, was it was a missing link and I wasn't noticing it and it, it was, but yeah, it was, it's the identity. I was putting my identity somewhere else and you know, my identity shouldn't not necessarily, it shouldn't be in health and fitness, but it was,
1: oh.
2: I, I didn't even know who I was or what was going on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So you had your kind of epiphany, divine two-by-four-to-the-head moment. Yep. And what kind of – what did you get into? Like some guys get into yoga or, or Olympic lifting or CrossFit or, you know, Pilates or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Honestly, I had no idea what to do. Yeah, um, I, The first thing I did was I did uh, – I just looked up online, you know, Google Workout. And I went to the gym and I did, I did like arm curls and bench press. And that was what I did. I ended up getting really big arms and the rest of my body was <laughs> misaligned. so I saw my, I think my, my wife took a picture of me in the kitchen one time. I was like, wow, okay, there's something going on. So obviously that's working, but the other stuff is not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then it was just kind of a, a refined. I figured out what what it was that was going on, and I, I kind of stayed at that. I just did three times a week, and was it was actually my wife that kind of kicked me, kicked me in the butt. I had explained to her finally what had happened to me in the den, and she was like, "All right, let's go, let's go, just try this out." Yeah. So we went and did that, and that's kind of what started it.
1: But now, then I, uh what's that? I was going to say real quick. Do you and your wife work out together? Do you do you share that area, or is it, it you kind of collaborate and then go your own ways?
2: So when we first started, we worked out together. Um, yeah, our, we would go because I was working second shift. We were able to go when I woke up, which was around depending if the kids jumped on my head or not. It was a nine nine thirty or ten. And we would go to the gym together and the gym that we went to, they had a kid care. So we, we had like 30 or about an hour to drop the kids. Yeah. Work out. And we, we did it together. We actually, we would do the same, same, almost the same workout, (coughs) but I would do a different rep or a different weight or something like that. And that worked out real well until I got moved to first shift. Mm -hmm. And then, and now, now what we do is, I actually it's crazy as it sounds I wake up at four in the morning Woo. I uh, I actually I read a little bit I get a devotion time and just a little I read like one scripture I mean it's not you know I don't yeah. spend time reading but I read one scripture and I use that I take that one scripture and the whole time I'm working out I chew on it so it's just something that I'm rattling around usually it's a it's just something simple it's a proverb and I just mull on it and chew on it. And, you know, I mean, even, even David says, you know, I keep your, I think about your scripture all day, right? <laughs> and then I go, I go and I work out till about 5.45, I come back home and then my wife goes and works out for about 40 minutes. I make breakfast and when she comes back, she's got breakfast and then I go to work and that's it works for us that's how what we figured out may not be the case for everybody else but that's what we've kind of worked out
0: we'll be right back to our conversation with steven dull in a moment but we want to take a quick break to tell you about a special opportunity we don't want you to miss If you're married and find yourself feeling more isolated and alone, then join some other cool couples in learning the communication skills to have the conversations that will draw you closer together.
1: If you keep dividing and conquering your way through life, you'll continue to drift toward isolation and away from each other.
0: So what most couples do is just caffeine up, press forward, and just simply hope for the best.
1: Don't do that.
0: No, imagine having more fun and laughter together and having conflicts that only draw you closer together.
1: It's possible. Join us each Thursday night on Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Legendary Marriage Facebook page. We're hosting the Marriage Masterclass, where each week we guide you in having a crucial conversation that will bring you and your spouse closer together.
0: Even if you only get some time at the end of the day, just to connect with other cool couples and talk and laugh about all the craziness that comes along with being married.
1: But you'll also learn how to have conversations about the things that really matter to both of you. You'll get on the same page about the topics that matter, like money and sex and parenting. And you'll have a chance to build more intimacy and connection in your relationship.
0: So don't let the natural drift of isolation leave you feeling alone in your marriage. Join us on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central for the Marriage Masterclass on our Legendary Marriage Facebook page.
1: And now back to our conversation with Stephen Dull. Here's the thing for, for Danielle and I. Like, I would love to go and do a circuit and work out with her and just have that time, and sometimes we do, and we'll chat about stuff. We'll check in. We'll talk about life and whatever's going on. Yeah. But for the most part, Danielle hates free weights. Yeah. He is like, I don't know if it's terrified or just traumatic event. She worked as a she like was the monitor person at the rec center in college. Okay. And I think she got somehow traumatized watching <laughs> these people weight lift. I can understand that. And I, if you put me in one of those Zumba classes or something where you're dancing and yeah. jumping all around, I, I will end up in in an emergency room. I'm the same way. I, like I, I, just can't do it. So we've kind of, we'll do yoga together. That's that, cool. That's where we found a, a connective piece. But for the most part, we tag team just like that.
2: Yeah, that's, it's yeah, it's kind of the way it works out. But, um, I, I agree with. Your, your wife about you know i can i can understand where she's like whoa these free weights are crazy because there's just face it there's some gorilla there's some gorillas in the gym and <laughs> it gets pretty crazy
1: sometimes in every gym
2: every gym has them
1: there's a couple of the gyms that are like you know no gym intimidation or whatever yeah, yeah. no it's every gym Dude. every gym oh. uh the other thing
2: is is um. Actually, what I've recently been doing is I'm I'm moving to the garage. Yeah. So I got everything I need in the garage, and I can drop right out here, and I don't even have to leave the house. That way, in case there's a crisis, I can.
1: out uh-huh. Here at home.
2: And you know your kids see that, and they they want to they want to get out there with you, and and that's okay. That's cool. You're you're teaching them a good habit at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I've done something similar. I've got a heavy bag and some TRX awesome. and some basic stuff so I can do a a hit training session out there just man. off the iPad or you know, I use, I've got a couple different ways of doing it. But I've
2: punching bag. Punching bag, man, that's a great great workout. Oh man. Yeah, you can you can go at that thing for 30 minutes and be done.
1: 30 minutes? So you I kidding know. me? I can't last 30 no, minutes.
2: You can be I, I can't even, I'm just saying you'd be leaning on the bag. Like it, you're, it's propping you up, <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great workout, you know?
1: So, yeah, it is for sure. It absolutely is. Um, so you've been doing this for a little while and uh, like, I'm curious about, curious about, um, you know, the impact that getting fit has really had on uh, not only you on, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of that and physically, but also on your marriage.
2: I kind of think back to when I first married my wife. And you can probably think, anybody listening can think back to the first time they saw their spouse or they were, I'm sorry, when they were marrying their spouse and they were dressed up, just pristine and perfect, right? She's being presented to you as whole, perfect and untainted, right? And you want to do the best that you can for one another. And you want to, you want to do your best to preserve each other in that moment. And the only way that I know how to lead or to be the best for my spouse or is to, to be the best that I can be. And I know that if I if I put my best foot forward, and I do the best that I can. I want to look the best and I want to feel the best. And really looking is more of a side effect of, of fitness. It really shouldn't be why you do it. Uh, I think that's a misconception. I think it's thrown out there a lot and it, it, it's really a side effect, but the, the goal should be, a, it's a lifestyle. It's a life goal. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you, when you feel good, you, you look good. And when you look good, you're more confident. And, and that's really what it is. and when, and when your spouse or when you feel more comfortable and more confident are putting your best foot forward and you feel the, complete in your own skin, yeah. it's easier for you to be more vulnerable with the other person. I and I know so
1: I, right. You were so right. And it's there's a reason this is the this is the number one place that people are bound up, that people feel stuck is with their physical health. Because it's so connected to everything else. And and there's a shame associated with it. Yeah. For my
2: wife, especially if she if she doesn't get a workout in or something, then she she feels she's mad at herself i'm the same way i get mad at myself because i'm like dang i missed my window of opportunity and then your day sort of unravels without you and there's not much you can do to catch up so then you're mad at yourself you're then you're already starting off wrong. like your day is is shattered you're more likely to to deviate from that and maybe say oh I'm just feel like garbage. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to make this other person feel bad because I feel bad. And you know, your husband walks into the, the house or your wife walks into the house and they feel like they're doing a chain gang. you know, and they're like, Oh my gosh, you take over right now.
1: Yep. Tag, it. you're
2: it. Right. So really it's, you know, it's a jump start, and you're just doing your best for each other. Yeah. And if you can harness that and work together as a team, which is really what you try to do on a daily basis sometimes it's a, it's a home run. Sometimes it's a base hit. Sometimes it's a strikeout, but it's, you still got to get up to bat every time. Right. I mean, your turn comes around every day. It's a new chance. So I I just, I like that idea of, I want to preserve that, that marriage relationship as it was when I first started it. Really? I want to be, I want to be the best for my spouse. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. You just try to be the best for your spouse. You put the other person before yourself in that sense. A lot.
1: We talk a lot about um, finding your big why, like that deep and movable place, the, the, the motivation that's that's not like the kitten calendar, the kitten poster motivation, but like yeah. the thing that's really deep and resonant. There's an emotion connected to it. There's there's uh, There's the defiant place in it that goes no i am not going back to the way it was i'm not settling for for ordinary i'm not settling for something less i'm going for it that
2: why is so important that's the that's the core It's the foundation of everything every decision has to be based off of that uh
1: so along the way you you found your why you went after it um and, and i've seen some of your facebook posts man yeah. you're like you got some you, you're you're doing great And something about it um, inspired you to invite other men into that journey. And so talk about that for a little bit.
2: Uh, I invited, I want to invite other men or I wanted to invite other men because I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not not the only one, the only guy that feels like that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys out there that feel like that, that they feel trapped. or were once know a high school football quarterback and have fallen off the you know the wagon or or maybe you're just a guy that has a couple kids at home and you want to change your life somehow you want to do something and you feel cornered and you know that oh my gosh I put on some extra weight or oh my gosh I just can't get a break and (laughs) it's not going to come in the form of work you're not going to find it there. You can put yourself in the, you know, you can go to work more hours, but it's not going to work. It's not the place to put it. You're not going to find your identity there. You won't find it. I promised you. I did it. You might put it in video games or pornography or something like that. You're not going to find it there either. It won't be there. Honestly, it's not going to be in fitness either, but you need to find that. The real foundation is in Christ and you got to find it. Health and fitness is a great place to start and the reason that it is is because i believe it's coupled with fitness and faith go together they're impossible god created your body the body is it's the temple and when you do your best to make it its best it's gonna it's going to pay dividends in your life it's gonna overflow you will feel better and you'll have more confidence. and it's gonna open up some receptors in your brain that you never thought you had yes I, almost, I, I have this theory It unlocks a whole different part of your brain that almost allows you to just listen to, yeah. stuff that you, to stuff that you wouldn't otherwise listen to. It's a break from the monotony of life. Even though it seems like hard work, it's doing something for your body that's going to last a lot longer than just 30 minutes in the gym. It will last for a long time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know there's men out there I know there's men out there that feel that feel trapped right now, and if that's you, just start. Yeah, it's real. It's real simple. Just do something.
1: Yes, yeah, to all of that. Where? So where do we start? With the guy that's sitting there? He's been he's been sitting on his butt at at a desk job. He his lower back is killing him. He uh-huh. he's going home and trying to keep up with two little kids or five little kids or whatever it is. And he's just, he's off the wagon, so to speak. Where do we start? What's the place to start?
2: Same place I started, which was pray. Hmm. Pray and make a commitment. When you pray and you ask God to help you and you make a commitment towards it. The other thing, there's a couple practical tips that I'll give. Um, depending on when you're a out, let's say you want to work out in the morning We'll just give a theory in the morning here. That seems to be the standard.
1: It seems to be like to, to me, when for myself and for for the men that I've worked with that I as I've coached, it seems like everything else just just falls apart. It does. Like it, it's 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 like I'm I'm a five thirty guy. <laughs> Four thirty doesn't work. Five thirty is great.
2: Five thirty great. That's early too.
1: But it's like I I gotta get up and get moving and get something going, yes. before the kids are up and and Danielle's up and and the day is starting. Because once the day is rolling, like I, it's like a nose dive into a into the Grand Canyon. I, I I there's no amount of pulling up on the controls that I can do.
2: Yeah, it's it's over at that point. The second somebody starts having input into your day, it's yeah. over. So what I would say is get up early. Cause if you don't get up early, then you're cutting into time with your family or you're cutting into time with something else. And that's more valuable than anything that you could ever. Do. So after that, or you really are looking for a place, I do have a couple resources on the website. Yeah. What's about the
1: 360 man project?
2: Uh, so the 360 man project was derived from that moment in my den where I broke down. And that night I actually wrote my first, Blog post. At that time, it wasn't called the 360 Man Project. It was uh, called something different, but it, but it it stayed it stayed there. But it evolved into the 360 Man Project. So, but it was my first blog post, and it was basically just a, a kind of my philosophy on you know what it was the basically the four pillars, and that was what started the 360 Man Project. So, really, it's It's, uh, it's for, it's for men, obviously, Mm -hmm. and for men who feel stuck in the grind and are, are wanting to do, to get into fitness and not just fitness, but explore their faith and just, just grow as men. I mean, that's really what it's about. And the four, the four pillars are strength, mind, endurance, and skill. Mm -hmm. So strength is kind of your fitness. You're working out. (laughs) Um, your mindset is is it's the mindset that goes along with with that and that's your spiritual how you approach you know it's it's creating a winning mindset for the day i mean and that's that's the one thing when you're in that situation you're stuck it's your mind that is that's the thing that needs to be true your body can do so much more than your mind is letting it yeah and the, the when you're, when you have these, whatever's going on up there, there's a, there's a breakdown, it's a clog almost. And that, that has to be honed and maintained and brought to life as well. I mean, you can't just, you can't just stick to fitness and not, not grow your mind as well. You know, it's a, it's, that's why we call it the three, six, three M projects. It's the, it's the whole man. Yeah. It's not just one facet of it. And it, and it's never going to be, achieved it's a lifetime thing it's just the growth of it it's a cycle right so nobody 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 on the 360 average has arrived in a way (laughs) we're all on the same journey together and that's really what it's about endurance is just about challenging yourself giving yourself challenges whatever that means to you like maybe it's to to build something or to create uh, create a blog or create a podcast and a, a business, you know, that's, that's an, that's an endurance event. It's a challenge and it's also a skill and that's where skill comes in. So it's to find something that you're good at and to work, to build on it.
1: So, uh, 360 man is, is, is somebody who is growing in their strength, mind, endurance, and skill. Correct. I love it. I and love it's, it.
2: It doesn't matter where you, it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been it only matters where you're going. We do our best to help you get to where you want to go.
1: Excellent. Stephen. Thanks so much. Uh, one question. I got to ask you one last question. <laughs> okay. What do you think it takes to build a legendary marriage?
2: We all hate this word, but it takes commitment. I mean, it, it is remember, remember that day, that time that you said to your spouse, I do, that's, you're in it for the long haul. But it also takes teamwork and inability or an, a supernatural ability to love your spouse beyond what you think you think you even can do, that you're even capable of doing. Because guess what? Everybody messes up. Nobody's perfect. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, maybe y'all gotta deal with it too. I just mean there's, there's things that expectations that you put on each other, those can break you down. There's one other thing. There's these, there's these things that so- uh, so- Solomon says in the song of Solomon, he calls them little foxes. And those little foxes get in, creep into your marriage. And those can be just, you know, the subtleties at work that you're giving the secretary at your office, or, you know, maybe your, your flings at night on the computer or whatever. it's, it's those things that are going to hurt your marriage over time. So just yeah. don't let them, don't let them creep in. If you have something like that, it's, it's best just to talk to your spouse about it right away. Mandy and I have had a few of those in our marriage and the best thing I can do is just be open and honest. And it's almost like my wife will just say, yeah, I kind of knew that, that was going on
1: mm-hmm.
2: or I felt that, or i um, thank you for telling me. So be honest. It's actually better than the alternative.
1: Well, man, thanks so much for taking time to share some of your story and some of your wisdom.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you asking me to be honored.
0: Man, it's so true. So many times uh, our spouse gets the leftovers or the worst of us. I like how he was really making the point, like bring your best self to your marriage. I feel like just confession, honey. Sometimes I bring the dregs to you. I know. <laughs> like I already knew that. I have a list. I thought you kept no record of wrongs, wasn't? Didn't we say that on our wedding I day? I didn't
1: say it was wrongs; it was just <laughs> observations. <laughs> hey, hey, it's my journal. I can put anything I want in there.
0: She's <laughs> funny. <honey>. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, at the end of the day, or even at the beginning of the day, really. Um, any,
1: any time of the day,
0: I feel like it's not right that I just leave the filter off. And you just get anything that randomly comes out of my mouth, well, yeah,
1: I mean we've talked about it before. we both do this, right, like we pour ourselves into work, we pour ourselves into the kids, and then we get we got nothing left for each other, yeah, yeah, and, and it it feels abandoning
0: it does, and so I feel like for us, we just have to a lot of times we've we've got the little radar that kind of goes up, and we're like teet te t te te." Oh, this isn't right. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um,
1: Man, something's not right here. Well, I guess I got to throw Danielle a quickie.
0: Or a longie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, what would happen if we brought the very best versions of ourselves to our marriage?
1: Oh, that'd be awesome.
0: Rainbows?
1: Rainbows, puppy unicorns. dogs, unicorns, pooping no, ice No, I
0: feel like we would have a lot more fun and laughter together. Yeah, yeah. When we're
1: conscious about it. And we, and we do the things to take care uh, of our energy and our time and our, and our hearts and everything. Yeah. When we, and it's like, it's vacations, right? Yeah. It's, it's the hope of a vacation. And oftentimes for us, that's the reality of vacation is like, we everything slows down. We get focused. We're there. We feel connected. We are connected. We talk, we go for walks on the beach and stuff like that. And
0: yeah, you kind of put the stress, stressful yeah. stuff on the back burner and just there with each other. If only present.
1: all it required was one week of vacation a year to make your mar- make your marriage great.
0: Oh. But where would you <laughs> where would you do something like that? The legendary marriage intensive? <laughs> no, it takes a whole lot more than that. All right. So here's the challenge this week. Have a conversation with your spouse. And confess where you're bringing less than your best to your relationship and what you want to change. What do you want to make different?
1: Then come join the conversation in our free Facebook community. It's a private group for men and women to support, encourage, inspire, and share about transforming marriage from ordinary to legendary.
0: Yeah, just search for Legendary Marriage Group or visit legendarymarriage.com slash community.
1: Then tune in next week.
0: Oh my gosh, we have Allie Winkleman, founder of Endurance Wellness Coaching, and she works with people wanting to achieve lifelong health, but need help formulating a plan to achieve their goals.
1: Yeah, I got a chance to work with Allie a couple years ago, and it was an incredibly transformational journey for me. So she's going to be sharing the importance of setting the stage to have lifelong health in order to serve yourself and your family as you age.
0: Yeah, you're not going to want to miss this episode. So here's a sneak peek for our conversation with Allie Winkleman. That's what a lot of people that come to me seem to be thinking. They're starting to see these health issues and think because most people don't change something for themselves. It's just not going to happen. They're going to look at it and see their seven-year-old and say, I, I don't want my seven-year-old to have to take care of me when they're 20. They, that shouldn't be on them. Yeah. That is a big thing for people is to get ahead of the game there and see, oh, I've got to bring it back because I can't do this to my health and my body.
1: You are not going to want to miss the rest of that conversation with Allie. So easiest way to make sure you get it is to subscribe to the show over on iTunes. You can go over there and just search for Legendary Marriage. will pop right up.
0: And you can find this episode and the show notes at com slash zero six zero. Have a great week.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure.
0: This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage.
1: Make yours legendary.